Coming up here, Circle Break Podcast, episode 61, 61. Damn, 61 already here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, man, my goodness, my God. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, as we're going to go ahead and recap this past Wednesday and Saturday, actually, Dynamite 2. Dynamite and from from Saturday and yesterday, um, excuse me, Wednesdays. We'll be recapping that and also future news for AEW as well. Also, pro wrestling news. More cuts are coming. More cuts are coming. Jesus. Dark day in WWE, right? Yeah. And unfortunately. And of course, our predictions for NXT American Bash. Much more. Don't go anywhere as 61 begins right now. Welcome everyone to the Circle Debate Podcast. This is the host of TV's One C. Here with my brother from another mother, because he is the by God, the by God of podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Because he is the master disaster, the king of sting, the man with the plan. That is money, Mike Lopez, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Great to be here. Awesome as always. Sixty-one. We are only eight away from Matt's favorite number. <laughs> Wait. As you can see, okay. Matt. <laughs> as you can see, Matt's not here because he broke his hand, uh, courtesy of Bradley Cutler. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Matt Callis is not in today. And of course, the director is taking a little break like after his performance. If you guys saw that vlog that the Money Mike got a podcast that you put out on the channel we had a phenomenal time what an incredible birthday weekend for me and of course a great time for the one and only ck1 and for of course our music producer leo decoy strata man it was you had a fun time mike i had a fun time i had a great time it's been too long since i've been to a show and i wanted to make sure to hold off on any others because I wanted to see CK1 and Leo, I love it. Uh, love it. Perform. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then us getting in the mosh pit, right? I mean, aren't we too old for that? But we got it in the mosh pit. I can't believe Age we did. is just a number. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you for that. Yes, you're absolutely right. Age is only a number for us. That is right. But we did it. We haven't done it in a long time, but we had an incredible time. And kudos to, uh, shout out to, Akasha for a great performance. Man, that was insane. If you guys don't like metal, I mean, I'm sorry, but us, Mike and I, we're metal fans. We love metal. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's start it off with WWE Dynamite. <laughs> oh, gosh. WWE Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, AEW Dynamite. <laughs> Oh, but first, let's start off with Saturday, though, very quickly. I think Saturday's match was great between Jungle Boy and King Omega. Man, I can literally say that match 
was 10 beers for me. And just the crowd, just like it's just that underdog moment that Jungle Boy had the opportunity, but obviously uh, God of Pro Wrestling came up through and retained the AEW World title. But what were your thoughts about that match, buddy Mike? Were you, how was you like, what do you grade that match? What were your thoughts, first of all? Okay. I, not 10 beers, no. I honestly would give it like 7.5. Uh, had it been a Jungle Boy victory, I would have gone with the 10. It would have been totally different. Uh, premature, sure. But I would have given it a 10 for that surprise. Uh, I, I feel like what kind of hurt, hurt it is I, I felt like I already knew who was going to win, right? Yeah. Kenny Omega. Uh, but given that both guys did a phenomenal job, um, you know, seven point. I'll give it a seven point five right now. All right, definitely. Now let's move on with this week's dynamite. Uh, looks like a lot of plots are coming in. A lot of them are coming in. Well, at least I can see two of them that we could that we predicted already for quite some time in the previous archives. So make sure you. Check out our archives, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, but first, let's start off. Let's start off with overall the event. Let me know what, like, your, your thoughts about the opening match. The opening match, obviously, we had Eddie Kingston and Benta Cero Miedo defeating the Young Bucks, now getting the number one contendership for the AEW Tag Team titles. So, what were your thoughts about the opening match? Excellent. Man, Cero Miedo. I'm a I'm a Penta fan. What can I say? You know, we got Penta back here somewhere. You know, um, yeah, it's like WWE. I think would have had the Bucks win. I don't know, and I hate to compare WWE. And I hate bringing that up, that up again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was a pleasant surprise because I, I I felt for a little bit there that the, the AEW was kind of falling into that whole thing of predictability and oh well i already know who's gonna win but okay well let's just watch it anyway no they honestly i was pleasantly surprised benta picked up the win he pinned you know mr young buck and it, it was a great match great solid match the best thing or one of the best things that i enjoy from dynamite is that they start off with an awesome match always they always start with with a an excellent match. I agree. You know, and that is just something that Raw needs to get a, and get in on because uh, it, they could definitely benefit from that sort of format. Absolutely, they do. They definitely need to, <laughs> which we'll get into that in some progress and news. Uh, now, after that, we did had we said Jungle Boy beating Jack Evans. We did see. Um, what about this match? I want to. I want to get your thoughts about Miro. Versus Brian Pillman Jr. for the TNT title, it was—I could say it was—it uh, was just kind of a squash match. But he had—it wasn't too much of a squash, though. And I mean, I mean, Pillman had a little great momentum, but too much, though, in my opinion. I mean, you're—you're you're already making Miro strong enough, and this should have been like a squash match—a squash match for him, yeah. um, very easily. But uh, I kind of get why. They're, I guess they're trying to now push Pillman a little bit. That's what it looks like to me. So I don't know what your thoughts about that. 
Yeah, I see it. I, I see that they're trying to push Pillman. And honestly, I don't even know what ranking he has, you know, to deserve a, a title shot, right? You know, he's a tag team competitor at this point. Um, I was talking to somebody online about, and I feel like we'll, we'll talk about this later on, but um, the whole segment with Hang, I mean, not Hangman, with Dark Order and Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega saying, well, none of you are even ranked. So why are you guys out here, right? Kind of, you know, I like that sort of thing because had it been WWE, here we go again. Uh, yes, I'm bringing them up again, but I, I'm, <laughs> it's to prove a point. The point being that sometimes, or a lot of times, WWE has had, you know, uh, somebody as a sacrificial lamb for the, for the heel champion to get heat over. Oh, he beat up. Like, I, I would have imagined that they would have selected five to challenge Omega for the title. And then Omega beats the crap out of him just so he can get heat. But no, that did not happen. Why? Because he doesn't deserve a title shot yet. He's not ranked. So, you know, the the kind of the opposite here, giving, uh, I was about to say Griff Garrison, uh, giving Brian <laughs> Pillman Jr. Uh, the title shot. TNT, right? So I don't know. I, I That was a bit uh, iffy for me. But in the end, Miro looking as dominant as ever, you know, game over. Yes. I'm all for it for Miro. Yes. That's right. But who should be next for this for Miro, though? It's just like, by the Oof. looks of it on those ranking systems, I don't, I don't who, who should be next? Who? Who's in the top who, five? Who, who? See, that's the great, great question. I yeah. mean, I don't even. We have to look at that. Up. Let, let, let's uh, help our viewers here. All right. Let's see. Right. Top five ranking AEW. Okay. Let's see. Okay. AEW rankings as of June 30th. So we got Hangman at number one, Orange Cassidy at number two, but they kind of just got out of feud. Uh, Darby Allen at number three, but they but you know Miro beat him for the title already. Jungle Boy number four and Matt Seidel at number five. Wow. Um, so on of, of all five to start a rivalry or to start a feud with Miro, I would go with Jungle Boy. Yeah. Jungle Boy, he's hot right now. He's got and a J, you know. Oh my God! That's so, why. No wonder why Chris ain't here. He's probably pissed off. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jungle Boy is is on it at this point. So I would have Miro versus Jungle Boy be the the rivalry, and that's why, ladies and gentlemen, rankings work. AEW makes it work. Right there, I saw the top five contenders, and boom, I get I choose what would be an interesting storyline. So it, Clark Street wants to talk up WWE and all that. Nah, -uh. eh, eh. Oh <laughs> hell no! Because AEW, they're getting better and better by the week. Absolutely, and this will be actually a great point of that because imagine Miro running over Marco Stunt, Luchasaurus, just beating up his friends. Yep. And then at the end, like, okay, you're my last one to get. He gets, you know, revenge for them. And what is the TNT, though? Book it. 
Spider Fest night two. There you go. Why, Tony Khan? You gotta call us. We can book this for you, man. We can write this story very, very well for you down the line. Miro Jungle Boy for the TNT title. Let Jungle Boy win it. Why not? I'm all for that. I'm yes. all for it. Absolutely. And of course, we did see an injury cause there um, during Dynamite. Reba, Reba, Rebel, Reba got injured during her tag match with Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose and Vicky Girl. She dislocated her knee, unfortunately. But you saw that little run she did. Oh, that knee, it just, it just buckled. And then that was it. She had to go down. Nyla had to drag her out. We are already fully aware that now Nyla Rose is, the, you know, because she's in the rankings as well. Since we talk about rankings, she's in what, number one in the rankings, right? So yeah. now we're going to see Nyla versus Britt Baker at Fighter Fest already. Are you intrigued or are you like, hey, what are we seeing here with this transitioning? I mean, obviously, Britt Baker still considers herself as a heel. Yeah. But um, and Nyla's still a heel as well. Do, are we seeing the transition of Britt going to babyface or she stays a heel? It's it's cool because she could be a tweener, she could be both. And the thing is that, and I'm looking at the rankings here, you know, Teconti, Thunder Rosa, we've seen that already. Chris Lander, I feel needs a few more wins. Hikaru Shida, uh, he she just beat her for the title. So Nyla Rose is the obvious choice. Nyla Rose is what is known as a monster heel, right? And people are gravitating towards DMD, right? Myself included, I, I, you know, even though I've seen the potential since day one. So don't come here saying, oh, he's just the AW Mark. And he, he just likes Britt Baker because he's an AEW mark. No, no. She's awesome. And she's a doctor. So, uh, but yeah, I like that she can switch in between both of them. And honestly, if she keeps that heel persona and be babyface for this feud, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you too. Uh, I like, yeah, I like that in between. That can be either heel or face or just be straight controversial. Yeah. Be like the devious one. Be so devious of either being a face or a heel. Mine, I don't care. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. <laughs> I love it. Courtesy of Leo. All right. And of course, the main event. Now, this main event, man, finally get to see it for the first time ever. For the first time, MJF versus Sammy Guevara. Of course, we know MJF picked up the victory. It was overall great match between both of them. Great chemistry. Um, yeah, we did see a couple botches there. I mean, if you guys missed, you know, with you know the springboard hitting Sammy's hair, you know, we did see a couple of little of them. Uh, but overall, it was fantastic. It was just overall both sides were great. I obviously did not like to win, I know, but I mean, it's a heel, it's a heel thing. So yeah. of course you're gonna have to bust the heel move in, in order to get this, you know, pick up this victory the heelish way. So you can, this is, these two individuals as well as Jungle Boy is the future of all elite wrestling. That's a fact. And, you, and as you can tell within the next maybe a year or so, 
lessen that maybe there will be an AEW World Heavyweight title champion, either one of them. And they are going to bring that main event caliber to to us, the fans. And I was, whoa, you know, it, it, that's how I was. I was the edge off my seats because I thought he, Sammy had to first, you know, pick up the win. Did it happen with the 630? I was like, Jesus. So I was, eh, oh my God, man, I, I loved it overall. I don't know how you feel about it. Talk to me, Money Mike. In the words of our good friend, Leo, I love it. Um, yes, that it will be a shirt deal. I promise you. And the thing is that, the, like you say, kept you on the edge of your seat. Two awesome performers at the prime of their career. You know, if you look at it, last night's show, you had Darby Allen in there. You had Jungle Boy. You had, you know, these two. Um, you know, you had Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky appear. Uh, for anybody that's saying, oh, you know, they're only getting guys from the other company, that's not true. We're seeing it before our very eyes. Are you not watching that two of the best in AEW are main eventing Dynamite and putting on one great match? And honestly, I felt that, you know, it was very fast-paced. And I feel that, sure, you know, along with that comes botches here and there. But it doesn't take away how they're willing to take those, the, the, the leaps, you know, uh, and uh, figuratively speaking, uh, because that's what, that's what you need. And from what I've heard, uh, I'm no ratings expert by any means, but supposedly that segment got up to like 900,000 900, view viewership. So, hey, the numbers don't lie. The numbers are there. People were interested to see this segment between two guys that have nothing to do with WWE, right? They just put on one excellent match. That's funny because all, um, the demographics were really high. And not only that, just the story, how they put it, even though it wasn't the greatest promo, but just how the video package, how they introduced it, the, that rivalry made a lot of sense. And we were waiting for this to happen when MGF was joining, when he joined the Pinnacle. You know, I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, Inner Circle in the first place. And that's how we were, we were just dying to see Sammy and MJF just butt heads. And even like Chris, even, he, you know, the one and only thought, it would, oh, they're going to be allies at the end, betraying Jericho. And I mean, that would have been perfect too. That would have been, oh my God, that would have been like, oh, oh shit. But seeing this, we've been wanting to see this for such a long time, and we got it. They delivered. Um, now you're right on point. Not every former WWE needs to be a main event for that television show. That's why it's all elite. It's all di it's all different, you know, talent. It's not only just the Bucks or Kenny who are closing out the show. It's also, you yeah. know, it's also Jungle Boys. also... Um, like we saw Sammy, Sammy, MJF. So, you know, so when he was closing out the show, why not? We've even, we even saw Nick Camarado versus Dustin Rhodes close, close. out Dynamite the other right. day. Right. Of course. Opportunity and, is being given. Yeah. And then why not? It's testing the waters anyways. And that's people would, people should need to understand that. It's testing the waters. Just likewise with NXT. NXT does the same thing. It, it, it makes no difference. I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to level up your talent. 
that you have not focused on too much, you want to put them into that high caliber level so then to get noticeable. Um, of course, it's the demographics, of course, counts from all parties. But, you know, but this one did one of the best by far. We still yeah. have to see what's going to happen more. There's a lot more coming, which I wanted to mention. These futures, um, with, you know, future plots that are coming on. So we did, you did mention the Dark Order coming up to Kenny Omega saying, okay, you, oh yeah, you know, I've been everybody in the roster, the whole division. I think I'm going to take a break. You can see me another, another program's defending the title. Of course, Dark Order comes out. They, and the funny, and the beautiful thing is that they didn't mention his name. The fans did. And neither yeah. did Kenny. So that's something that we've been saying this for such a quite some time. Now, I want to add this to, to it before I even ask you this question. Of course, we did see Taz already. This is a brink of already separating for Brian Cage. Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks at Fighter Fest already for the FCW title. So they're going to be buttonheads. This is already seen, predicting right away that they, Brian Cage is going to go straight face. They, uh, Team Taz turning on Cage. Ricky Starks get, gets the FCW title. Be the new face for that belt, and then I'll, and then Cage going solo. Now this is, and, I, and I'm gonna and this is my prediction. Now, but I want to I want to hear your answer. Like you're about for it. If Adam Hangman Page, if they do book Kenny Omega, Adam Hangman Page at Fighter Fest, and Hangman Page does not win, then that means Brian Cage is going to be dethroning Kenny Omega. It might happen now. I disagree. I respectfully disagree, sir. <laughs> because there's more to this story than just one match and that's it. Agreed. At least I feel that this is going to have to be a progression in that I would... Here's what I would like to see. Fantasy booking here. Courtesy of the God of Podcasting, yes? Um, I would like to see Hangman lose at Fighter Fest. Or, yeah, I guess Fighter Fighter Fest would be a good time. Um, the reason being, I feel that Hangman winning the title should be saved for All Out. Chicago. And, you know, the event where he was supposed, or was, you know, he challenged, you know, for it. He faced Chris Jericho and lost. He gets to redeem that and win the title right there and then how, how full circle would that be you know what that I'm makes saying? sense yeah that, that makes yeah. sense uh, unless they could unless they do that rivalry like uh, could do a trilogy with it maybe uh with omega and adam hangman but what you rarely see nowadays because they're you know they go based on ranking systems but if they're capable of doing that and you know in fruition having hangman winning at all out the AEW world title, then I'll be, well, then I'll be like, wow, okay. This is something that I, of course, everybody, I, the whole world will be shocked. And yes, you're absolutely right that it, it's, well, it revolves from last year um, to, well, it was two years ago, right? It was two, two years, years ago. ago. Two years ago. Two years ago, and I'm coming in and actually him winning it after two years will make, it makes a lot of sense. But the question is, would they allow it to be a rivalry based on the ranking systems? That's the question. I think yes. And there's a way he's always been around the top five, top two, right? Yeah. Um, he's always been there. And 
he even took a loss from Brian Cage and still is now ranked number one. He avenged the loss, right? Is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Now, in any great story, the hero has to face adversity. Right now, he's facing adversity from within to the point where, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I haven't really challenged it. He, he hasn't even challenged it for its sense that same, that one time. Uh, so the climb back has lasted over a year. Now, he loses this one at Fighter Fest. He really, he's like bottom, like rock bottom, no pun intended. Uh, and the way back up, you know what? Ch- as champions do, you go right back up. And because, okay, let's say, let's go there. He wins the title at Fighter Fest. Then he just, you know, he de- defends it. And the chase is always better than the than him having it, I feel. So lose it at Firefest. Would go to all out. You know, they're making a weekend out of it, you know, as announced on Dynamite. Go win it then. Bigger event. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And the other one that I'm actually um I think this is, I'm hoping that this ends because I'm already, being honest, already not fitting it anymore, which is the Darby Allen and Ethan Page. I hope this ends with a confident match and fighter fest and just end it and move on because this is going too much already. This is the longest storyline that I've seen in AEW. I, by my, I, don't, I don't know what other one you can tell me. Remind me which other none. one was like. None. I, I do think. What I'm confused about is, isn't this rivalry between himself and Scorpio Sky? That, that's the confusing part. Because remember, it was Scorpio Sky first. And then all, and then Ethan Page came out of nowhere. So it's like, what's up with that? Like, okay, which one is it? So it's yeah. like, I, I just need the storyline to end. I, they need to move on with this and do something else with Darby and with Ethan Page. I don't know. I mean, this, this story needs to end, in my opinion. It's it's real simple. I don't I don't know. Or maybe they're waiting for. Or they're just kind of uh, waiting for all out, you know. Or I don't know. But I honestly believe that they should be going into the tag team division with Sting. I really don't think Sting is going to win the TNT or AEW titles. I don't think that's going to happen. However, he could win the tag titles with Darby Allen, right? How cool would that be? You know, they they challenge the Bucks whatever event it may be it's gonna sell tickets i know i'll be tuning in to see something like that to see sting win a title again uh and to see darby allen with sting that they've been together for a a few months now make that happen yeah definitely definitely and um speaking of that we're looking forward for next week because next week is obviously it was the last time for them to be at uh, a daily place Courtesy of JR ending it. Oh, yeah. Well, don't forget, you know, get on tour for WWE Dynamite. I'm like, Jesus, JR. You're, you, <laughs> Mike, you get to understand that he's his blood is WWE, man. I mean, I love WWE too, but I, I'm not hating on JR. I mean, JR's mentality is always WWE, man. He's not going nowhere with that. It's in his blood, it's in his heart, it's in his soul. He's a WWE guy, no matter what. Whether you like it or not, he's a WWE guy. <laughs> Give him JR. You need to stop drinking those Moscow Mules before you start recording the dynamite, bro. Gotta be, care- gotta be careful. I mean, hopefully it's it's just a mistake. Hopefully that's all it is. That's twice. 
Yeah. Twice. First, he called Kenny Omega the WWE champion. Then he now he busted with this um, WWE Dynamite. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That they, they need to let Excalibur lead more and let JR not do much and just give, you know, be more be more of a color. Not play, but like color pretty much, color commentator. Let Excalibur be the play-by-play. Because JR, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I know that you made a comment. Yeah, I made a huge mistake. No, I'm not quitting. We we saw that quote. I'm not, nobody's asking to quit. Nobody's bashing right. on you. We love Jr. Of course, we love him. We, lo- we love him. <laughs> but let someone else take over that position. Let someone else take the ending. You know. If are you Tony Khan, call Mob Morado. I mean, I wouldn't take it that far. How how I would like for it to be, because I'm a I'm a just like any other wrestling fan my age, I love the Attitude Era. The whole thing between the banter between Jerry Lawler and JR, classic gold. Yes. yes, absolutely. Every now and again, I watch WrestleMania 18 and go back and watch the Ric Flair versus Undertaker match. Badass. The banter that those two had. Yes. Just it just took the match. Yes, the match was great and all, but those two brought it up to a whole nother level, legendary level. Hell yeah. And you know, I would like for Ch- Tony Schiavone to kind of take that heel road, you know, and then Jr. takes the the, the role that we know of him as, as you know the the good guy. He's always supporting the the faces, and Excalibur is you know the the transition. The you know, I, honestly, if had it been that, sure, Jr. makes the mistake, but then. Excalibur is able to kind of save the day at the end, having the last, the final word. I, I don't think it would have been as bad. No, I, yeah, I, right. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But also, Excalibur made he made a botch thing about the main event. He confused it. I, I forgot what he he did. It, uh, I think he he messed it up with. Um, I don't know what match. I think it was Britt Baker. I, I believe the main event. But Jer- Jer- Jericho corrected him. Jericho corrected him when he was on commentary. So. Um, but of course, it's gonna be botches. Everybody makes mistakes. You know, even WWE makes mistakes and botches with the commentary. So I'm not hating on it. It's cool. Man. It's it's it, what it is for me. I don't take it too serious because it's gonna end up on Botchamania, and it's gonna be entertaining. There, you know, all the sorts of different things they could do with it. Yes, please botch more. Botch more, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's move on uh, with. For pro wrestling news, of course. Uh, first, we want to say our condolences to the Patriot who passed away at uh, the age of 59. Yeah, Mr. Del, Del Wilkins. Uh, condolences to your family, to your loved ones. Yeah. Uh, great debut. And the originator of the Kurt Angle theme song, too. Especially. Debut with him against, like, his match with Bret Hart was great. You know, and Super Nitro that we had on the show teamed up with uh, Patriots. So, yeah, condolences to them. All right. So, also, don't not forget that uh, as well. Oh, speaking of producers leaving, Sanjay Dutt left WWE, became, was an NXT producer, and WWE producer, left, put in his two weeks. And in the following week, he started on AEW. He's now a producer for AEW. This is telling you that 
WWE is going is doing major cuts, ladies and gentlemen, major cuts. I mean, they're they're not did done he, yet. Did he leave? Or? Yeah, you know he he quit. Okay, he quit. But it's like he probably knows something that we don't know. For him to leave like that, and the following week start with AEW, something's going on. Why would you do that? Why would you leave from the NXT WWE brand to AEW? In less than two weeks to join, and, you know it, it doesn't make any sense to me. How you're gonna quit and go? Is that something's gonna something's going on that obviously we do not know that maybe he found out something is oh I better get out of here before they start doing it. Yep, great boom I will say, but there's still Nick Khan from WWE is doing more cuts. I mean he, we already saw the recent cuts from Killian Dane for Ever Rise to Van Dango, Tyler Breeze. Ah uh, yes. We're going to miss all that. Dango. And it was just a shocker to see a lot of, you know, more, more cuts coming from the NXT brand. And now there's more coming in the headquarters brands, again in HQ. So I don't know what type of... What are they, I don't know what is Nick Khan and like I said, Vince McMahon gave him the power to do whatever he needs to do to re you know refix WWE. I don't know what do you need to fix, but I just hope I wish him the best. We still we had this previous conversation, Mike Money Mike had it with the, with David Wrestling Guy Store if they're selling or not. That's still like the biggest cue that we have in our minds. So, how do you feel about all this cuts and Sanjay just jumping one ship to another? I mean, you tell me how you feel, Money Mike, about that. Listen, you know, nothing personal against Vince McMahon. Never met the guy. Never even seen him in person. Uh, but the reality is, if my 70-year-old uncle comes down to the house, no offense, Uncle Mark, um, but if he comes over to the house and starts telling me stories, I I don't know, I some of them might not be as entertaining as, say, if my cousin of a similar age as me shows up and tells me stories of what's going on with him, right? This is what's going on here. In one side, we've got Vinnie Mac in his 70s, I believe, telling us his stories, you know, uh, sports entertainment and whatnot. It's filtered through him. On the other side, we've got Tony Khan of more updated i guess modern way of looking things in the wrestling business i'm gonna relate more to the to the younger guy you know so the cut that needs to happen in all in all is vince i think again nothing personal mr vinnie mac nothing personal whatsoever i'm just going based off of myself as a consumer of professional wrestling and what i would like to see on my screens Ah, there you go, pal. Is that says Vinny, man? You gotta sit down, relax, enjoy your turkey sandwich. Let Paul Levesque take over. That's it. Let him take over. You know, and you know, look what he did. He brought some Joe back for you. We did it, in, but not to you. He brought it for himself for NXT, and and now Samoa Joe being not only as an in-ring performer, hopefully he'll be back. But as a on you know on air talent as a, as a, as a, an enforcer, but also now a talent scout. I'm like, oh, this I love this. I I love it that Samoa Joe has an opportunity. It just 
people who are in the performance center should pick a Samoa Joe's brain for the knowledge that this individual has, has from his career and still going, hopefully, you know, like once he makes his return. So, yes, Vinny, you, have, you need people like that to run your business, not some TV producer or anybody who doesn't know about wrestling. But, you know, you don't need to know wrestling, which all you got to do is know how to tell a story, and we'll, and the wrestlers will do the rest. They'll tell the story in the ring. That's just the way I see it. All right. Now, speaking of AEW, um, the first match, if you noticed that, what? You saw that, right? When Eddie Kingston held one of the Jacksons. You see uh, how it that? Okay. I feel that he did that to, to Bully Ray because if you recall this past weekend, Eddie Kingston made a comment post after the show that, you know, well, yeah, we. We give the fans what they want, you know. We, we're not the ones in you know, our competition that they don't give their fans what they want. You know, bashing WWE. Bully Ray had a response for that on Busted Open Radio. And he's like, well, fuck you. Stand where you stand on your line. Like, pretty even you know, defending WWE. But Bully Ray made his points. You haven't been there. You this is a, you, Oh, you've been in the Indies for almost 20 years. You barely just signed to a, a major promotion. And for you to bash on the, on the competition doesn't give you any right. Jericho has the right to, Cody has the right to, and I have the right to. But you that never been in WWE should not say anything about the, your competitor. If anything, I'll vouch for you that you were the, that you're putting the flag and talk about AEW instead of talking about WWE bashing them, throwing it. That was Bully Race comments. Now let me give you Eddie King's response to that. Hey, calm down. It's a friendly competition. It's it's competition. It, this is like the 90s era. Why why not do this shit? We, I, they're paying me to do this shit. You know? They're, they signed me. They're relying on me. Yes, they know my career for 20 years. But, hey, they picked me. They chose me. And guess what? I'm going to do what is best for the company, even to piss off other people, whether they like it or not, or the fans that like it or not. Hey, part of the business but it's hey i want to bring back that old school 90s you know that you know the old school wars so what is your response to that money mike do you who do you agree with on this one uh, i'm going with kingston because you know it's it's not it's you can't take it too seriously you just can't you know you, do i would i want him to not mention wwe or the the competition or whatever honestly if you ha if I had to pick, I would actually want him to talk crap about impact. Why you ask? In kayfabe, impact is coming over and uh, and or you know or they're going to AW. There's storylines that could be made there, you know. Uh, as far as I know, uh, and I I might know or not not know or me I could be wrong. Uh, that Don Callis passed on Eddie Kingston uh, years ago, right? So I would rather him kind of push that, you know, instead of WWE, which is something that will never happen. You know, it's just you're teasing something that will never be, right? It's like the McRib being around all year long. 
It's oh not going to happen. No. no. <laughs> so, why, why tease that idea? So no. Go against them. Go for impact. Talk crap about them. Crossover. That's what I what we've been wanting to see more crossovers. So I would rather go and do that. I, I agree. At least should be something like that. At least to start with the crossovers, or to at least the NWA or New Japan. You know, at least something. WWE is not. It's not. Not gonna happen. But also, oh, speaking of WWE, I want to talk about is oh, but Matt's not here. But I'm gonna say it to everyone. Bia Prisley. People are not familiar with Bia Prisley. She is a former Stardom um, alumni right in the roster. Also, the girlfriend of Will Ospreay made her made her debut. Is making her debut in NXT UK. We've been saying quite, quite some times in the archives, Matt and I. Where will she land? And we this and did not expect this that she signed with NXT UK. And has her name, her, she changed her name. She's not Bia Prizzy there. Now she is known as Blair Davenport. So I'm looking forward to see her debut in NXT UK. Yeah, I know the name is okay. But I, I just don't want to see her perform. And I'm looking forward to seeing her in that women's roster in UK, which they're great, by the way. And something that we, I know we don't talk too much because obviously we're overwhelmed with a lot of pro wrestling content. But... Don't be don't, don't worry though. We will soon. We will definitely keep an eye on that product soon and keep you updated with that. And also, New Japan News very briefly. So we have uh, the August 14th event already named, but they're still waiting for the main event on August 14th here in our city here of Los Angeles. We'll be holding, of course, a New Japan event, and which is at the LA Torch, formerly known as the LA Coliseum. And one of the events they already on the card is David Finley getting a shot at the never opening title for versus Jay White. We're still waiting on Moxley. Who's going to be Moxley's next opponent for the IWGP US belt? We do not know yet. Oh boy, what we know and what has been, you know, of what we've heard, but he's giving our, our opinions about it. Nobody from New Japan in Japan are coming to the States. They can't afford it. It's too much because it has to be in quarantine for two and a half weeks, then come out, then going back, they have to be in quarantine for another two and a half weeks. So then they, they can't risk that at all. And also, Japan is, New Japan is also having an event for New Japan Strong tapings on Monday, that August the 16th. They're having tapings, and that is at the Thunder Studios in Long Beach. And it's going to be another one right there that we're going to try to go ahead and make it there. Circle the bagel, trying to be there live for you. You never know. Things could happen. All right. Another one, the NXT call-up money, Mike. So we did see this past week NXT. We did see Bronson Reed losing the North American title to Isaiah Storm Scott, which is a great match, by the way. And congratulations to Isaiah Storm Scott. Well-deserved. But I, I thought it was too soon for Bronson Reed, but this is the reason why. As we know, as of late, Papa Vinny and your BFF, Brucey, has been going to the Performance Center. We're going to check it out all the NXT rosters. Because, uh, there, as you can see, with all these cuts that have been happening, they want to do a lot of change-up and uh, do very soon call-ups. We already seen an example of Karrion Cross. He's going to be, we'll see him a main event. Ron Reed as well. We did see Shotzi Blackheart. 
and of course, and uh, Scarlett Review, which is Terry Cross's wife. So, a lot of clubs are coming up with not money, Mike. Now, Bronson releasing this belt, you feel like this call up is coming soon to the main roster? And if, if so, where do you think is the best potential landing uh, for him on what brand if he goes to the main roster? I do believe he would be a SmackDown guy, my opinion. I, I, it just it seems that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, as far as Karrion Cross, I do see him going to Raw. Um, there's a reason why Nikki Cross is not Cross anymore. So, yeah, she's uh, Nikki Ash. That makes a lot of sense. Makes a right? lot of sense. So, almost a superhero. I believe that's the acronym there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, no, no Nikki Cross. There's no relation to Karrion Cross. So, get rid of that, you know. Um, yeah, Karrion Cross going to Raw. And Bronson Reed going to SmackDown. Now, do you feel like these call-ups are too soon for uh, for both of these individuals? And especially if you're taking away your NXT World Champion, Karrion Cross. I mean, as we've seen right now, he's feuding with Gargano. Um, but obviously, they're not going to be up, upcoming this Tuesday, which we'll talk about that. But do you feel that this is would this hurt the NXT brand for taking Karrion Cross away from that from the NXT roster? It won't hurt it. You know, NXT. Still has Adam Cole, still has, you know, everybody from the ex-Undisputed Era. You know, Finn Balor is there, as far as I know. Um, you know, to name a few, right? The, the roster will be fine. And honestly, I feel that Karrion Cross uh, would benefit in going to the main roster more so than staying in NXT. I just, you know, I see main eventer right there, and apparently so does... McMahon and my good bestest buddy in the entire in the entire world, Bruce Pritchard, ask, um, you know, <laughs> he's gonna he sees it too. So great minds think alike, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's bound to happen. But now, who who's he gonna lose the belt to? Gargano? I don't think so. I mean, unless they clear Joe up, give Joe the belt. That's what I want to see. Screw it. If Joe's cleared to perform. Let Joe dethrone Karrion Cross. Why not? They, they could even go ahead and just strip him of the title by doing the jump to the main roster. They did that. Uh, they've done that a, a couple of times from what I remember. You know? Mm. So, yeah. you know, protect your champion. That is very true. All they did it with Asuka. When Asuka actually had her, she relinquished her NXT went to the main roster. They can do the same thing for that. And Paige. Oh, and Paige. You're right. And Paige, too. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. All right, now was the ending of the topic of the night, ladies and gentlemen, NXT. Because we're going to talk about NXT Great American Bash uh, coming up this Tuesday on July 6th on USA. So it's only four matches that we have here. Um, so it's before we get into those matches, but let's just talk about what happened this past week very briefly. Um, Zyalee TKO Mercedes Martinez. Whoa. Ah. <sighs> Man, and you, she buckled, like, literally buckled when she was trying to pin her. I was like, oh, well, wow. Um, yeah, looks like that rivalry ain't going nowhere. But you notice that Zia Lee was crying at, at the ring apron. The camera did not focus on Mercedes or Jake Atlas. 
you know, during the aftermath when they got to win. But you could tell Ajaya was just crying. With, she wasn't angry. She was crying like, oh, my God, I hurt her. Oh, she hurt. But everything's okay. She had a concussion. Now it's going to take a while for her to get better and go through concussion protocols. And we'll see her in the ring soon. Uh, speedy recovery, Mercedes, and well wishes. See you back in the ring. But what do you think about that knockout, that TKO? Ooh, um, yeah, I, I myself have never gotten knocked out, so I don't know what that feels like. I've heard that it compares to falling asleep, that you just, you know, like a quick thing right there. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, if anybody feels like knocking me out, feel free. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, feel like there's a, a line already for that. Um, <laughs> but yes, no... It's it's still real to me, damn it! You know the the bumps, the, the the physicality of professional wrestling is real. You know, if you for anybody out there being like all the nerds out there saying, oh well, it's fake, and uh, you know I could do that. You know, no, you can't because it's so difficult. It takes years of training. The only exception is Bad Bunny, and maybe yeah, Kurt Angle. So, you know. Mercedes Martinez, I hope speedy recovery, you know, all that good stuff. I hope everything's okay. And yeah, so it's tough out there. Definitely. And then, of course, we did see Roderick Strong coming in with his new crew, the Diamond Mine. Uh, pick up the win. All right. It was, I like it. Uh, he's becoming a little ruthless aggression a little bit. You can see he's coming out a little bit out of him. But I'm looking forward to seeing this new group and see what this faction is going to do. Uh, yes, you have two. You two have two besides Roderick, who's already a veteran now in NXT, but you have two upcoming ones uh, with Tyler Rust and um, Suzuki. So we're waiting for them to see how they're going to develop. And I'm hoping they do great. I wish them the best. So we'll have to wait and see for Diamond Mine, see if it works out for them. And yes, all this time everybody thought it was Tessa Blanchard. I know. <laughs> But right here, nobody died. Nobody did. We asked the question, and Money Mike answered it correctly, and I don't think so either. I don't think it was going to be her. We saw that vignette. Nope. It was not that. Not at all. Not at all. Now let's get to American Bash. So like I said, once again, four matches in the card. Go through them very briefly. So we do have L.A. Knight. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Defending his million-dollar championship. Versus Cameron Grimes to the moon. That's right, to the moon. To the so if Cameron loses, he will become LA Knight's butler. What do you got in this one, Mike? <laughs> LA Knight, of course. That's right. Let me talk to you. Yes. <laughs> LA Knight is one of those heels right now that I, I really enjoy watching. You know, uh, I think, you know, like. We talked earlier about, you know, if Karrion goes, then, you know, is NXT all right? Well, yes. Yes, of course NXT is okay. Because we got we got the, the million-dollar champion here, you know, LA Knight leading the way. That's right. That is right. And also we have the NXT Women's Tag Team title on the line, uh, which is, by the way, the number one contendership that happened as well, the opening match. Between, yes, fireworks everywhere. See Kurt Angle. <laughs> Between um, Ember Moon, Shotzi versus Kat, uh, uh, Raquel, and 
Jesus, Dakota Kai versus who won the match, which was Iro Shirai and Zoe Stark. That was a great match, by the way. So they'll be the ones challenging Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. What do you got on this one? I'll go with the way. I'll go with Candice LeRae, that rhymes, and Indy Hartwell. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Uh, and also we have the NXT Tag Team titles on the men's side. This is a match that I'm looking for because, man, these – oh, man, it's just it's – just, how they were pumped up this past week. Timothy Thatcher, Tommaso Ciampa challenging MSK for those tag team titles. This looks great. And uh, uh, the slap that they gave on Timothy and Ciampa going up to his year. Oh, you got lucky at this one. But come this Tuesday, we're taking those belts from you. We're giving him a kiss. Like, all right, like, it's like a, the death of kiss. You know, like, shit, all right, the kiss of death. I'm like, wow. No, so kids will never die. No. <laughs> uh, so what do you got on that one? Yeah. Well, honestly, I'm going with MSK. Honestly. I like I like what they're doing. You know, they're they're young, they're new there. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way. You know? All that whole kiss of death stuff, you know, reminiscent of the Godfather, I think it was. Um, you know, should be should be an interesting match. And honestly, I'm more intrigued in both men's and women's tag team divisions than the main roster. Yeah, we already know how that is, unfortunately. Because there's nothing there at all. Zero. Nada. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have, I guess it's, a, it's our main event, which is... Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in a straight shoot wrestling match. That's what they called it. So I just hope they ended with a story. I It was fun seeing the last two. I think this should be the last one, please. I don't know how you feel about it, Money Mike. What do you got this one? Yeah, I, they've kind of lost me on this one. Um, may the best man win. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I think whoever wins this one, that's it. I think that the rivalry should be over and move on. We yeah. need to move on. It's about this. time. Yeah. Because the crowd is not getting into it. And I could tell. I mean, just by watching, the, you know, NXT um, this past Tuesday, the crowd wasn't really much involved. I mean, they were happy to see Samoa Joe being in the middle, seeing Adam Cole suffering. And then Joe's like, look at him. I'm like, I'm going to help you. Then walks out. Then so the security guard's eyes. Ah, just go help him out with Kyle O'Reilly. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's not intriguing anymore with that storyline. And hopefully they move on with that. And we'll see, you know, what happens in the next, in, you know, next week about that. And then also, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk about next week. We'll go ahead and talk about, we'll give our predictions for Money in the Bank because it's coming up. Prediction. Prediction. The Money in the Bank predictions. And also, we, we believe, also, the Ring of Honor Best in the World coming up next Sunday, July 11th. That's going to be a great card. Another one that's a great one because you're going to have um, Bandito challenging uh, Roosh for the Ring of Honor World title. I cannot wait to see that match. If, if you guys are not familiar with Bandito, YouTube is matches. Man, and he is, you want to talk about a high flyer, man, that guy is incredible. 
but I can't wait to see that match. And there's much more coming up for next week. Obviously, we'll re recap next week, AEW's Dynamite, and much more. So that's why we're leaving here today, gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. But before I let everyone go, I want to thank our audio platform listeners. I thank everyone from uh, Bullhorn, Spotify, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Thank you so much for listening to us all around the world. Yes, unfortunately. And uh, oh, yeah, the Kool-Aid man. There you go. <laughs> you actually got it. You got the Funko Kool-Aid man. Jesus, I need, I need that Kool-Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. But that's about it. Mike, go ahead and let our Germany, German fans who are, you know, around the world, I mean, from Germany listening to us, let them know, Mike. Es, es ist heiß hier auf äh, California und es, es ist nicht gut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, danke für hier in the Circle of Debate. Yeah. Guten Tag, guten Abend, guten Morgen, Welsche. Danke, vielen danke. Bis bald. Tschüss. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in here for episode 61. Once again, like I said, we'll be back next week with another one. And uh, we might not have a top five this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, it's the 4th of July weekend holidays, and so of course we're all going to be a little meeting vacation. I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I just can't wait to blow things up. That's <laughs> it, you know. Come on now, I want to blow things up for That's, our nation. That is right. You heard it right, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you guys be safe out there. Make sure be safe with the fireworks. Be careful now. Got to be careful with the fireworks. And yeah, especially going to be. And then yeah, oh, yes. Don't do that. Oh, no, no, no. It's a no, no, no. <laughs> you know what you're gonna do because then you're gonna lose this. Oh gosh. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So here from Circle Bay Podcast, the devious one I've been here with the master disaster, the king of sting, the man with the plan of money, Mike Lopez. Wishing everyone a happy Fourth of July weekend. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Have a great time barbecuing. Go on the beach drinking, whatever you're doing, have fun, be safe out there. And I am going to let Mike end it here on Circle of Bait. What, besides what we do here, Mike, but also let him know your catchphrase. Oh, of course. And I've been thinking about something new here because when you're the greatest podcast in the world today, they don't call you a podcast. They call you Circle of Debate. Good night. Whoa, you heard it right here. <laughs>